Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Right, we're Eagle Nation. We're back with champions of the game, and we've got a special guest today, and David Hart. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you. Good to be here, boys. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, great good to be here. Yeah. Unfortunately, Dan can't be with us tonight. He had prior engagement, so we had three mm-hmm. to see you, Dave, but yep. um, we couldn't get here. Um, but let's get straight into it. Here, um, where did you get your nickname from? <laughs> and who gave it to you? Uh, I've got it from uh, probably the most uh, decorated uh, Aboriginal footballer, uh, actually two of them. One was Polly Farmer, who was the greatest, but uh, the other one was Stephen Michael. So um, the big TI down at South Romano was my first ever training session because I, I was at West Perth in 83 and then things didn't work out there. Then I went to South and... And then, uh, yeah, obviously in awe of all these champions and especially Stephen Michael and number 25 and and we're doing a warm-up lap and uh, Noel Carter was the captain, Charlie Carter, back in those days. So I was a very shy lad, you know, from Bruce Shock, just a country boy. So I wasn't saying too much at the start and it was in our second um, second lap of the warm-up and... <laughs> Noel Carter actually, uh, Noel Carter actually farted. So I was behind Noel Carter. So I've taken the brunt of that. And the great Stephen Michael, six foot four, is behind me. And and he goes, oh, do you fart, David? Do you fart? <laughs> and to this day, it was the most embarrassing thing I've done. And I've turned it. I'm running, and I'm looked around at Ti, six foot four, and I said, uh, no, Mr. Michael, it wasn't me. I've called him Mr. Michael. <laughs> what a knob. And from that day forward, Joof, Joof Art, David Art. So, but I blame Noel Carter, boys. I blame uh, Noel Carter for that. <laughs> well, you briefly did the said West Perth. You played, what, seven games? Seven, yeah, seven, seven games, games, yeah. Um, up from Bruce Rock. Yeah, yeah. How did, and that was my club growing up. Yeah, the, ga- the Gaelic Munchers, how, yeah. How, why did you end up at yourself? Um, well, I was, well, that was 83, and I think, what was I, 18 at the time, and I don't know, I just got homesick and all that was, and it's a big step for a country boy in his first attempt to come down to Perth, and Dennis Committee was our coach, so that's going back, isn't it? And that's when 6K Wire, our sponsor and all that, and uh, look, as much as, you know, I only played seven games, I was a rover back in those days with yeah. Les Fong, Choppy, Choppy Fong, and I learnt a fair bit of Fongy briefly for a half a year, and I just lost a drive. I was in a, in a unit by myself and, you know, you get lonely and as much as a few of the boys, Rossi Gibbs and, and these, uh, Peter Managlia and these guys, were, they were pretty good, you know, getting you out and about as much as they could. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to go home. I just elected the easy way out, um, in which I did for the rest of the year for Bruce Rock and played with them. And then I knew I was dirty myself. I was dark and I knew I had more to more to offer you know when you you know you yeah. sort of got a bit of the talent and, and the old man was sort of on me case a bit and he said mate you know you really should have stayed there and tried harder and anyway um at the end of 83 um mel brown and um um mickey Morlin just fronted up at home at, in bruce rock out of the blue knock on the back door and there they were and uh unbelievable just a brown. big brownie Keep and, your ass with me, <laughs> yeah it was a yeah not really yeah, he was a Interesting character, Brownie. But, yeah, anyway, cut a long story short, um, they enticed me to come down, you know, pre-season in January and and uh, was there for two weeks, stayed at the Phoenix Hotel, and, yeah, it was 
it was probably the change I needed, mate. So I can really thank them two for for a well, second chance. Yeah. Well, so. you ended up as the Premiership player there in end of '97. Uh, '97 was my last game. Yeah. Last game, awesome. So yeah. Five games with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Hate itself. Yeah, Mick Moylan must be go down as one of the great recruiters. Yeah, I reckon he. I reckon he. He, he and does. Talent, yeah. Talent yeah, I reckon. I reckon Mick was good. Yeah, obviously. You know, he got money, so he must know something. I'm only joking. But we heard before that. No, we heard that before that that he was he was very good at starting the young kids coming through, and he, he had a good success rate. So, but he it was great, Mick, and you know. But it was just a good time, mate. It was a good time at South Round. Well, you, were, you were selected in the inaugural Eagles team. Yep. And uh, in what, what process did you have to go through that? Did you have a manager back then or uh, who approached you? Not a manager as, as such. It was just mainly from the club. Uh, Russell Cox was the general manager at the time. And I wasn't originally part of that 35-man squad. Right. So I wasn't in, in the first bit. I was one of five players that were added onto that like a supplementary list mm. um, apart from that so I think Don Langsford you remember Don Langsford the Swan Districts yeah, yeah. Um, Sean King there was a few others there was five of us Sean, Sean King yeah yeah, so yeah, it was like I said, it was five of us that got added on, and and uh, we got invited to go down to training, and and uh, and things just sort of escalated from there, and obviously just put my head down, ass up, and trained hard, and yeah, got uh, got a contract at the end of the day, at the end of '86 that was, so it was a very exciting time and one of the proud moments also. Well, you, you missed the first game against Richmond, but you did yeah. in round five and you won by 12 points over Hawthorne. Yeah. Can you remember it? You, I can. You did kick a goal on that game. I did. Yeah, I think I was 90 metres out into the wind, I think, wasn't it? No. Oh, it does. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm pretty sure it was, uh, was that Wish's first game too? I'm pretty sure it might have been. I think it was. Because we were both. I'm pretty sure I was both of it. And that was really cool too, because we played with South together and all that, and played their first game together. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, a really different experience. Uh, hard footy, you know. Hawthorne were a great side, you know, for a long, long time. And um, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great memory. Great memory, mate. Um you sadly in '92 you missed out on the grand final through a bit. Of in, I think it was for injury. You played uh, what we looked at nine games that year. Yeah, '93. But '94, you and your great mate. And you also missed out in Heinzy, Davy Heinz. He did. Yeah, you both got selected and played in the in, in the big game and. Um, yeah, that must have been a great oh, look, for you, mate. Yeah, to this day, look, look, we're really, you know, we're best mates and we catch up all the time and, we, you know, we have a few beers and we always talk about that. But, yeah, 92 was a was a, not a good year for me. I had uh, hamstring problems, so I only, like you said, I played nine games. You played in the semi-final. And, and, uh, yeah, and I did quite well. And then I had um, a bit of tightness in my hammy again. So then we had a, a break. The Eagles had a break. And that's when the East Romano, South Romano Derby, um, yeah, the grand final, so Mick said to me, look, you know, pluck, get through this game. So I was lacking a bit of match fitness. He said, get through the game. If you get through, okay, you know, we'll look at you. We might even put you on the bench. But in hindsight, who knows if that would happen? Probably not. But but I only lasted a quarter in the grand final. Did me groin. And um, 
and that was it that was curtains for the year I was, I was gone so uh, that was about a six seven week injury so um and that was yeah hard to take because um you know i just want to be you know since i was one of the originals i want to be part of that first you know yeah, 92 flag, yeah. flag with the boys and it really gut wrenched me and so my form and my passion everything uh, really fell away and i you know, lost a drive and all that and and brian cook and uh, mick moldhouse i was having a few meetings with them they just told me just to go away and freshen up the you know your your mind and just take a bit extra time and I started pre-season a lot later than the other older blokes and 93 wasn't a bad year it was yeah it was it was okay it was a lot better than 92 anyway um and then at the second half of 93 I you know started to play some good footy and then obviously started 94 it was mm-hmm. my best year. Yeah, because you got all, all Australian, Australian there as well. All Australian part of that, and and that was yeah. Look, that's that, you know, as for me, it, it, for an individual, yeah, it's great. But at the end of the day, you want to win a grand final really? with your mates, so and that, and that's what that's me all over. It's like all of us, really. You know, you were in the back pocket that you were. Yeah, back pocket. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. originally started at, and I was talking to wasn't before you came here. I heard a story not long ago, and I can't remember who said it, but there was a a reason how you got to the back pocket you were playing as a row remember you played mm, as a row yeah I loved it and I loved kicking a goal yeah. all of a sudden because I think Mick changed a lot of things Pikey went as a tag he did a in, in the Saturday. middle correct yeah and um, yep. all of a sudden you appeared into a back pocket but yep. the, so I can't remember who said it but they said there was a chance that um Someone got injured badly, and then they put you in the back pocket, and you never looked back from that. Yeah, um, Malthouse when he first came, um, he saw me as a role because I had a good kick on me, mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously had a lot of pace in that back then as well. But he. The first time he came over, he actually we had a meeting like we all the players do individually, and he said, "Mate, I'm going to put you in the defensive side of things, and might put you in the back pocket." And I just laughed at him, you know. Mm-hmm. I said. You're kidding me, aren't you? I said, I'm, I'm a rover. I've been a rover since, you know, 83. And I love kicking goals. I love going in the middle and all that. And he goes, you can probably still go in the middle, but you'd probably be tagging and going on and off the ball, whoever you're with. And, uh, but at the time, I just, I, I didn't believe him. But, yeah, that was the main thing because I had a big kick and me pace and getting the ball out of the, out of the back line. So... I can, geez, I can honestly thank him for that, can't I? Like, oh, I, I he, he changed a lot of us guys yeah. how we played because uh, he's very a defensive coach. Mm. But yeah, I can really say thanks, mate. Because mm. I had, you had a great running back line then. You just, oh, you know, yeah, we did. You know, Jacko could run and Bluey McKenna, Johnny Wushon. No, yeah. Yeah, our back six was yeah. Michael Brown, and he was yeah. tough as nails. And so we were pretty. Yeah, it was just an honour to play with those blokes. Like yeah. we just knew each other inside out. So we just. Knew where to run at the at the right time and all that. Well, as a forward, I would have been filthy <laughs> <laughs> because you kick seventy five goals out of your ninety five goals you kicked in your first five years. Yeah, so yeah. I would have been filthy ass. <laughs> I would have left the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I did, yeah. We all little blokes as rovers back in those days. You just, you, I just loved it. You know, that's what you how you played. That's what you got brought up with, but. But look, on the defensive side of it, he said you've got to work on your defensive skills and not just offensively. You've got to, you know, this is what you can do. You can go forward and back. And yeah. So I can thank uh, Mick for that. Yeah, absolutely. Before I was asked, you did have one big match-winning stat. You probably you probably can't remember this stat. Well, the crazy stat, mate, in 1991, round four we played Adelaide and you had one hit out <laughs> in that game. 
You know what? I'd love to. I'm going to track that down now. I think he's trying to get the tape. I'm going to get the. If it's on VSR, isn't it? It would be. It would be. Well, that is funny, mate, because I can't remember that one. But we'll go back to the '94 grand final. When did you know that you sat at one? Was it before three-quarter time? Oh, yeah, look. Oh, yeah. I reckon, say, halfway between... After the second quarter to the third, halfway in between that, you know, we you know, we just knew that we were just so on top of these blokes. And uh, and I remember, it was what was it, five minutes? Not even ten minutes in, and Wusha, you know, he was saying to all us guys, boys, just soak it up. We've got these guys, like... You know, there's a lot of sledging going on. And, yeah. and Wish was Wish was really telling the boys, you know, the opposition, yeah. you know, in no certain manner. It was quite humorous. But, yeah, he was going around and he said, soak it up, you know, and we did soak it up. That last 15 minutes, the crowd, oh, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was, mm. yeah, take that in my grave, like yeah. we all do. When one of those premiership cups, when they presented the cup to Mick and Wish, mm. one year he was there pointing to someone... Someone told me he was pointing to the Geelong players. Do you not remember that at all? I, I remember Wusha. Yeah, I do remember that. I'm yeah, not too sure he was pointing to. I can, I can see, remember the uh, the yeah. vision. Yeah. And Mick wasn't happy with him, I believe. So that's what I heard anyway. Uh, it could have been a reporter or something like <laughs> you know. Wusha wasn't really good with reporters. Yeah. <laughs> 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 If you notice, he never answers the question. No. He always gives a question back. Yeah, he does. I love it. So. He's a bit too intelligent. He's, oh, my, he is. He's a, he's a chemist. So. Oh, he's a chemist, all no, right. No. We'll, we'll go from 94 back to 91, because a lot of people will probably forget that David played the 91 grand final against Wolves. Mm, mm. um, and you were probably, I think it was, you were the fifth uh, best possession winner mm. in the, on the day. Yeah. And at three-quarter time, there, you're only 10 points down. Mm. What happened? What happened? The wheels just came off, and um, who was our ruckman? Was it, um, was it Dean Irving? Who was that ruckman that went down for us? Oh, God, I haven't uh, for a while. But all due respect to, to the great man, you know, Lock, um, Andrew Lockyer, old barge, you know, he's a good fellow, and he was a great player for us, but he uh, he went into the ruck. He was lacking a bit of, bit of height, and then we would just got flogged out of the middle, you know, at that time, because it was against. Greg, was, was really quickly. Greg Deer? No, who was the ruckman? Was it Greg Deer? The ruckman. He would have been in there at that time. Because I'm pretty sure he won yeah. the he won the norm. Yeah. Greg Deer. Mm. But all due respect for Locks, but you know, it was just bizarre. We we're just getting flogged in the middle, big time. And yeah, Burden stepped up, and how was their side like? I was on Johnny Platten that day, oh. and mate, I was on my bike, and I, I kept him for what did I? Have you got the stats here on him? I don't know. He yeah, about, uh, where was it? He uh, usually averages about thirty-five possessions or you something. You had fourteen kicks at free handballs. I think he was down to twenty-five, was he or something? I didn't have a look at the awful ones, but um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure because Mick was pretty. Because I, I was gone. I just because Platten, as you know, he runs and runs and runs all day, and I had, didn't have a breather because we weren't changing with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I was going on, on and off the ball. But I tell you what, I've never been so drained. I was spewing in the change rooms after the game, and I remember Mick came in and I'm doing the big Dan McGrew. I had it was horrible, and he actually just come and pat me on the back and said, "Mate, well done. You had a real decent crack today on him." Right, before you um, retired in 97, um, were you approached by any other clubs? 
Uh, no, odd country, but you know, I just I knew that was my last my last game. Even if if we didn't win, if we didn't beat the Sharks, it was still going to be my my last game. And I announced that a week, I think, a week before on Channel Ten. And yeah, nah, that was it. I was done and dusted. I you know when your time's up, you know, and mentally more than than anything, you know, you've you've done and dusted. So. But that was just a great way to, to finish that. We were, what, 30 points behind at three-quarter time. We shouldn't have won it. But things do happen in football, as we all know. Well, at least you've been issue man. Yeah, we don't like each other, do we? So, in retirement, mate, you stayed involved in footy. You were I runner, did. You were a runner yeah, with Wusher, I think. I was. Coaching. Yeah, and, I was. Uh, before you moved to Queensland, yeah, you were sure. pursuing a coaching career with the, was it the Redland Bombers. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a... Um, you know, I was doing the uh, the footy program at the Eagles, the school program, mm. uh, with Kim Hanna. He's one. He's a selector and all that. Yeah. I mean, a telescout, I should say. So I did that for four years, and then um, uh, just went through a marriage breakup at that time, and had two young kids, and um, so I was itching to get to to Brisbane at some capacity. And, and, and Trevor Nisbet, he was doing everything to try and get me over there, even with the Lions. You know, doing the same sort of role that. You know, we we're doing here at our club, uh, but it was nothing really going at that stage. And then there was a, a position coming up at the Redland Bay Footy Club, um, and Michael McLean actually coached them right, yeah. the previous year, and I think they finished bottom. So, <laughs> so the position there, I flew over, had the interview, and out with the boys, and blah blah blah. And yeah, look, at the end of the day, it was it was a, it was a tough process because the kids are still up at Noosa, and I'm down at. Um, um, was it Cleveland? But where's Redlands? Right down there. Oh, south, south of Brisbane, south yeah. of the city. You know, it's a fair way. But anyway, cut a long story short, it was just I probably just rushed to it to to get over and be closer to my kids. And um, things didn't go that well. Halfway through the year, I just pulled the pin and then went back up news and. And I knew a friend up there who was a landscaper, so I just ended up doing landscaping and, and all that with his business, which was great. And then, like, my kids were right there, you know, in Noosa. So, um, so yeah, that's how that sort of panned out. And now my kids are all adults and, you know, they've got kids. And right. and then uh, I wanted to come back home and I've done my job watching my kids grow up. That's what I wanted to do. And, and Chris Waterman, we were talking about before, he was already just started at Light and Easy. And he said, mate, there's a position going. I know you want to come back home, Hardy, family and mates and all that. And bingo, got a uh, job as a subcon- subcontractor with Light and Easy. Mm. And coming up seven years next month. Mm. So things sort of do work out at the end of the day. But yeah, it was yeah. a real tough process. Yeah. Was, it was, don't wish it on don't, on anyone going through that. It's a pretty tough, uh, no, no, tough no. situation. Um, you briefly said something about being a runner. So with Worsvold... Yeah. Yeah, give you some. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, Brett, he, Brett Hetty was uh, the runner too, mm. me and Jobby. Yeah. And, and that was four years, the best four years of our lives. Like it was, because, uh, you know, we roomed together all the time. We can have a couple of sherbets, you know, and the boys, you know, the boys knew what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, we used to sort of play up a little bit. Just uh, just briefly, the first um, ever trip that we went to Melbourne, and we're both nervous, me and Jobby, our first time running under Woosher and we have the team meeting and we've got to be there for the team meeting to find out who's playing where yeah. so you've got to digest that yeah. and the rotations and all that no worries an hour finished whatever me and Jobby were just sitting like we are now and um, Woosher comes up and you know he's 
he said, boys, uh, he's got that steely face, you know, we'll show very straight. And he goes, boys, I know you'll probably go out and have a couple of beers tonight. And I'm looking at Jobby. Jobby's looking at me and goes, oh, look, oh, mate, we'll just go out for a couple. It's, it's all good, mate. It's no drama. You know, like, we're pretty nervous. We want to do the best for you, you know, you know, being runners and make sure we don't make any mistakes. No drama. And he goes, yeah, all right then, lads. He goes, uh, we'll make sure you're home by three. And I've looked at Woosha, Jobby's looking at Woosha and 3, 3am, 3 he goes, yeah, 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 make sure you're home by 3 and, and everything should be sweet, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and we're going, mate, we'll be home by 11.30, easy, tucked in bed, we'll just go down the elephant wheelbarrow and St Kilda Road, tucked in bed, 11.30. We got home at five thirty. <laughs> rusty, rusty as I remember Daniel Kerr because we used to help out with the warm up with the boys, you know, in the in the change rooms, kick to him, handball and all that. Curry's, I've handballed the balls. Curry's come up to me. He's run around me back. He's gone, Jesus Christ, you smell like a bloody brewery, and all the you know the bourbon and all that comes out of you, yeah. and a few other blokes as well. So me and Jobby sort of had to. Had to leave the old uh, change rooms there <laughs> that the boys, uh, you know, do it properly. So, yeah, it was a true story. But no, wish up with these um, barking instructions, mate. Yeah, because in those days we had um, two headphones on each, me and Jobby. And you'll go, Joof, Jobby, Joof, who have I got? You got Joof. <laughs> and he goes, Right, I want a three way change, bloody blah, 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 and whatever. And you go, Oh my God. And Steve, um, uh, God, what's the um, the ex football manager that's crook at the moment? Oh, Steve Woodhouse. Steve Woodhouse. Sorry, yeah. my mind just went. Mm. Uh, Woody was right next to us in those little yellow little um, little slips. Mm. So he was doing the three way change, you know, like Hart to Cousins, Kerr to Warsfold, blah blah blah. And it makes it easy. And you, when you're running out, you just look and you know, okay, the change changes there. But sometimes there was one time, um, old um, oh, what's his name? Big Nuts, what's his name, the full forward? Uh, Scott Powers? No, no, Troy Troy Wilson, mate. Fair income. And this is another true story. Wush is going off his head. Who have I got? Juve or Jobby? I've got Juve here, mate. Go and tell Troy Wilson, blah, 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 blah. Going off his head, no worries, because he couldn't even touch it. He could, you know, he he wasn't even leading properly. And I went out there to, to Big Willow. I said, mate, blah, blah, blah. I can't repeat it. And he goes, well, Tell, tell Wush I'm on fire. I'm going okay. And I'm going, you're not okay, mate. I said, pull your finger out. So I've gone back. Ball went back up to his end, mate. He was just hopeless. He was just wasn't with it. And then Wush has gone on to me again. Did you actually tell him what I said? And Wush is just You don't see it in the box. Yeah. In the box. Wush is like this. Really. Yeah. And he's going off his dial. He said, just get him off. Get him off. I said, no worries. So I've gone up there. Try to, you know, there's a bit of a part of players. So I had to wait before I run in and tell him. I said, Willow. When you can, come off. You can't do it now because the, the ball's here. Just come off when you can. Go back five minutes later. Wash is going off his head. Have you told him to get off? I said, yes, mate. I have, I have, I have. So I've gone out again. And I'm going, Willow, this is not a game, mate. This is not a game. You're supposed to come off five minutes ago. Yeah, but Joofy, I'm on fire. I said, you haven't touched a frigging ball, mate. Wusher wants you off. And three minutes later, finally comes off. And he's got the headphones on. He, Bushy goes, give me the headphones. So I, I mean, give Troy the headphones, gave him the headphones. And, mate, I can hear Wusher. Mate, he was just going off. And that was it for the rest of the day. Um, we've heard a little bit of a whisper when you have your grand final reunions. 
is uh, get together and you go to the races and stuff like that. And uh, you're the one that's sort of like the the, uh, <laughs> the party master or wants to pick on the uh, the biggest player in the room. Or oh, is that true? <laughs> depends on how many sherbets I have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's probably a little bit of truth in that, Kingy, but uh, yeah, yeah, there probably is. But it's all it's all in good fun, all in good banter, and that's you know, and we're going to miss that obviously this year because we have it around about the 25th of October, and mm. it's the 92 and the 94 Premiership boys, and and we do invite you know other ex Eagles you know to, as guests. And we had Jeff Miles, a big uh, Joffa Miles. Yeah, he was due to uh, uh, come come in this year with us, and and that. But oh, it's a great day. It's a uh, Michael Brennan. We, you know, we all put in for the box and all that. And Monkey organises all that, and you know, it's just fantastic. And then we, I think, we finish at the Alama Bar and doing the Fred Astaire on the dance floor about three in the morning. So, <laughs> but there is a bit of truth in that, mate. But it's not just me. Like, it's, you know, we've got some really good characters there and we've got a good bunch of blokes. Yeah, great bunch. Mm. No, all good. Let's uh, talk about a bit of footy that's going on now in uh, this uh, period in 2020. How do you reckon you guys would have uh, dealt with it? Oh, I, I probably would have struggled, like, mentally and all that to get the motivation and all that you know it, it, it's really tough I really feel for the boys I really do and look there is a bit of light now there is a structure in place and you know the time we're going to start and I know it's a hub thing as well but look it is what it is it's it's just who would have thought would ever get to this situation you know in, yeah. in life in general not just footy but in life in general yes. Yes. the way that everyone's living at the moment but yeah it'll be tough you know, we're tough for the boys. It really would be, and I don't know everyone's speculating about um, whoever wins the grand final. There's still not going to be anyone there, and you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be like the same, yeah. like winning a grand final. And it's I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough one. It's really. It's hard. interesting. Dimmer come out this week and said whoever wins the grand final this year will be the greatest winning grand final. Who said that? Um, uh, uh, Damien Hardwick, Dima Hardwick. Oh, I did, I, no, yeah, Dima. He, said this, yeah, he believes yeah. it'll be whoever wins this year yeah. will be the greatest effort to win a grand final. So, well, um, well, well then, yeah. I suppose people see it differently. There's so. a lot of um, hurdles and that that everyone, all the teams have to do and all that. And I could probably see it from his point where he's coming from there, but. But I don't know. It's just it's just been a real saga, and it's really sad, and you know that it got to that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to view it differently. Yeah, though, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, they will. We all have our views on it. Yeah, side everyone's. Been, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go through some of these rules because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but oh. I know I'd transgress. I'd, I'd, real, I'd be picked up. I reckon I'd be. You know, like that, like crows. They'll get let off lightly. The next person's going to get done. We're going to go through something yeah. because uh, they're not allowed to go. The guys that are going to the hub, mm. and I think it's with the Victorian teams as well. Once they play the game, they're going to go home. Mm. So they're not allowed to do any. Can't, they can't do can't anything do else. So basically, they can't go to a restaurant. They cannot go anywhere. Can't go to a no. cafe. No, no, nowhere. Um, no. I know JK was on the radio this morning. And they said, how are you going to go? Because it's 100 jacks, 300 metres from the Pines Resort. Mm. And he goes, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Mm. He loves his 100 jacks. He does. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we all do. <laughs> God, we used to eat that when we were playing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a bit perplexed with some of the rules, but um, extended breaks between quarters, which is common sense, but the one that I just can't understand no, is weird. they're going to be tackling each other during the game, but when you're on the bench, you've got to be 1.5 metres away from each other. That's after you've been sweat, sweat, spitting and sweating on each other. I don't think they've fought that through. 86 mm. coaches in the box, well, that's mm. probably the norm, isn't it? You have eight. Development coaches are well, a lot of clubs probably have six coaches at the moment because of quite a few have been put off. They have, they have. And if you're not playing, you got to stay back at your house. Or yeah, the I don't get that either. Why you can't? Why the players but, who are travelling over, mm-hmm. doesn't matter whatever club they're at, mm-hmm. why they cannot go to the game and just mm-hmm. sit behind the fence? You know, the one point five metres. Absolutely. Apart. Yeah, well, there's nothing. There's no one that. else there. Gives it so a bit of ambience. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. You know? yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I well, just the NBL. And even, uh, even Max Gorn said um, mm. when they played round one against Eagles, he goes, you could hear Will Schofield and all that because mm. he was the emergency yelling. He goes, it was great. Mm. Yeah. He goes, that's what you hear. And, it was, when it was, they, uh, and they knew what, what, <laughs> they knew that what, what was happening. Yeah, he was the, the finals of the NBL mm. basketball and mm. the Wildcats mm. when he went three games. But... Mm. When they played in Sydney, too, the families were there. Mm. They, they were there and they yeah. sat. You could mm. at least had something, someone there. Mm. But and it ran pretty well. But I'm with you. Why can't they do I that? I don't see why they can't. In this situation, this I totally agree with that as well. I mean, and why was anyone sitting at the MCG? I mean, it takes 100,000 people. What's oh. 50 people going to make a difference? In no. That no. Why put four teams in a golf course and then I have to play golf? Yeah, that's mm. just. Yeah. I don't understand that, that one either. Are they waiting for somebody to transcend, or uh, whatever it is? Transcend. It's not transcend. A lot of it just doesn't make sense of their rules. They're likely contradicting themselves a bit as well with I, some of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just all wishy-washy. It's, I feel like a lot of it, in, is, for know. me, is all about money. It's oh, all about TV rights because that's what pays everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, that's the thing. That's it. Gil gets a bonus at the end of each season because of the TV rights. He gets a million-dollar bonus. So Does he? Wouldn't play wouldn't be bad, eh? Yeah. Nice million bucks. Something like that. He gets a fair bit of squad out of it. Hell. Yeah. I'm going to quickly just briefly touch on this. Eagles, uh, Trevor Nisbet, he's already said that uh, there's no waffle side this year. No. And mm. that's common sense because the AFL players will be over there and yeah. whatever, and money. Um, he's also said they will not be fielding a national reserves competition, a team mm. in the competition, if that goes ahead. So I was a bit surprised at that, being one of the wealthiest clubs. Mm. He said they couldn't afford it. Hmm. It's so, interesting, yeah. That it's is interesting. interesting. So but maybe there's more to it, I don't know. That, maybe the model's not right, don't yeah. know. Well, I suppose then you're, spent, you're sending two teams away and mm. and is the women's team a part of the, the whole club or is that just a separate entity as well? Because that being a national competition too, so you're, you're not really getting much break mm. in the year because then you're sending your women's team away in the summer months. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I can see I can see their point a little bit there. Yeah, yeah I can. When you say it like that, yeah, you mm. can. Yeah. Hey, we've done a few polls on our uh, social media pages, um, and basically, one was who was better, Ben Cousins or Chris Judd, and Ben Cousins won it. Mm. Pretty easy. Um, yeah, I think that's because Chris Judd probably went home. Um, <laughs> I think Ben was far more popular I, than... I think Jody, so, yeah. I, I think so, yeah. He can't, we had, you can't knock Jody as a player. Like, oh, like, he's incredible. We did player of the decades and got a lot of stick over who was in it and 
how you got into it and all that. But JK was 2010 to 19. Yeah, Benny Cousins was 2000 to 2010. And Peter Matera, 87 to 2000. What was Peter Matera like to play with? Dear really, one of the best. Oh, without oh, yeah, for me and I, probably a lot of the other boys as well. Yeah, he, it's just his um, his skill, his his speed, his uh, the way he used to toy with the ball against the opposition. Like he's just, you know, unbelievable his hands and and all that. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, he was pretty special, pretty special. But we'll. You know, we had a good side as well. So, and it's hard when you get that question a lot. And you know, the Jakovic's and the McKenna's and Mainwaring's, Dean Camp, what a legend. Tony Evans, great little player, probably one of our best final round players, big game player ever. And you can go on and on and on. So, Chris Lewis, um, yeah, like I said, Brett Hardy, like it was just amazing. You yes, know? when you look back and. But Rue really stood out clearly because he was obviously on the wing and, and he set up a lot of the plays and he just with his pace and he used to just exploit that, the opposition all the time. And I just like his arrogance and, and back himself when he's got the ball and, and you know, get the... Yeah, some of the stuff he does, you, know, you sit back... And oh, yeah, I just loved his arrogance for that. Come and I've got the ball, come and chase me, mate. <laughs> come and get the ball off me, you got no hope, you know. And he was so good at that and, yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was a good era. Mm. It was a good era. But Joey, um, my, one of my all-time favourite players was Monkey Brennan. Oh, the big Bernie. Yeah, the big Bernie, um, the Bernard, as we, we, we say to him, but he hates it, but it's uh, one of his little nicknames. But he was just he was just so tough, so hard. You know, he wasn't blessed with a lot of skill, but it was just his hardness at the ball, mm. at the player. Um, so reliable. And I reckon, I always tell you, he gets embarrassed. And uh, I always say, mate, I reckon you, you could have got a, should have got an All-Australian. Should have got one All Australian fullback of the job that he does, and over so many years, and um, but he get, he does get embarrassed with that point. Um, he beat the good players. Oh, he was on. He was on the. Well, look who he's on. He's yeah, on the Dunstall, the Ablets. He did well against them. Well, there's a little Lockets. there's a little story there with with Dunstall. We played. Um, uh, it was our first. It was our first year with Ron Alexander with West Coast, and I was a rover. Um, clearly, back in those days. And I've got the knock from Phil Scott, who was a great ruckman. I reckon Scott, he was one of our great mm. ruckmen. Just lacked a bit of height, but he was, he was a true big heart, big mm. heart. Anyway, he's knocked it down. But coming into that game, Monkey was a little bit suspect with his hamstring. He probably shouldn't have, you know, he, he was really dicey about it. Mm. And I, this is a story that I say, like, I've got, I've got the ball from Scotty and I've spun around Platten and a few other players and I'm taken off and I'm bouncing. I'm thinking, why isn't Platten and that um, chasing me? And I've kicked it, I've launched, I kicked it bloody 50 metres, right? As soon as I've kicked it, I've kicked it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> no, true, I've kicked the right... Monkey was on Jason Dunstall, true story. So Monkle, uh, Monkey, everything in his power, to get in front of Dunstall and, you know, and cut him out, which he did, and he marked the ball and he just paid out on me big time. I mean big time. His yeah. fingers and all, he was going off and what's going on? And, and the crowd would just couldn't believe it, you know, mm. also. So, but after he marked it, he went back, Dunstall's on the mark. 
So I was free, right? So I've gone to the other half-forward flank on the, on the main wing back at Suvi, and he's kicked the ball to me and I've marked it and I've kicked it the wrong way, the, the right way and all the supporters have got up cheering. <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed. <laughs> but what I say about that story is that Monkey did was suspect before the game. I was just testing him out to see if he was fair to <laughs> <laughs> And that, that's a true story. Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, that's <laughs> When you went away, did you room with the same people all the time? Well, I, I room with uh, with Monkey. All right. And here's another little one in the uh, the 94 grand final. And who was he playing on? G. Ablett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gary Ablett. And he did a great and job. And back in those days, we had two single beds. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had the teaming and all that and watched a few movies. And, and I said, Monk, I'm tired. And, you know, I'm going to bed. I was on the lurk at Lee Tudor. And I thought, oh, yeah, he, he's a bit of a nippy player. I'm in for a bit of a day there. Anyway, it was around about 1.32 in the morning. There was a little dim light like this, you know, next to his bed. And I'm laying on his side. I'm, I'm going, I'm looking at the clock. I said, Mug, it's 1.30, mate. He said, don't play your game now, mate. Just get some sleep for Christ's sake, you know. And you know what he said to me? You're not playing on Gary Ablett, are you? <laughs> and it's his birthday. It was his birthday. And I'm going... Yeah, fair enough. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true too. Oh, he, did a great, he did a great And it was his birthday and Monkey thought he was going to kick 10 on him. You know, mm. Gary Ablett, one of the greatest of all time. And he kept him, not even to one, did he? Oh, I, I think he got one. I think, I think he might have got one. I, I don't think he got two. Was. I think no, he, I've no, got, he yeah. got one. He got no. two in the 90. No, he got none in the 92, didn't he? Don't know. Was that the game where he flattened? I know the two oh. grand finals against the Eagles, he didn't have good Was that the one he flattened? No, he... In oh, the yeah. he flattened oh, the bike and I don't know. Was it? No, that was only two. two. Was it? Yeah. That was at the Punt Road. Yes. You know, I remember, we can yeah. all remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Wusha tried to take him out. Yeah. Well, you guys are backmen, so mm. he's got something in common. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's talking about the backs, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't know who it was. <laughs> so um, to me, the backman was like. Uh, uh, I don't even know what, you want, what I called him. I didn't even talk to him. So. Well, we used to have a backman's union over the years when I, when I played footy. Yeah. 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 yeah, backman's union. Yeah, yeah. And if you're forwards, you had to, if you wanted to get into that back line, you had to work hard to get back in. You had to get in there. Yeah, I suppose that goes around, doesn't it? The Mold- forwards, you have the backs. Moldash used to call us backs, the men. And the Ford lines are matrons, <laughs> <laughs> and he did that quite a bit, eh? Hey? Yeah, he just because he was a backman, as yeah, you know, yeah. just a little hard and, and um, it was quite funny at times when he used to get in the jobby and somewhere and Louie and all those blokes it was, yeah, they hated it, mm. they hated it, but yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Dave, it's been a pleasure having you yeah. on the show. Uh, yeah, much appreciated, man, yeah. hearing some of the stories and all that, and hopefully the listeners love all of it. Um, you guys um, get back on the Eagle Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, there's the Next Generation Eagles page. You can get on there too, and hopefully he's enjoyed the show. And thanks again, mate. Mate, it was a pleasure, and uh, thanks for uh, for the invite. It's was good to you know turn back the clock and um, yeah. revisit all those good times. So, right, so yeah. thank you so much, boys. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Just, just no wish, I, wish I had the skill to play. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our other mate Dan is always he'd be spewing up there in the because he like Dan, who's, uh, who's always with us. It's three of us, and oh, it's three of us on the panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dan, he'd, he'd, he'd love me doing this. So. 
Oh, yeah, he'll be spewing. Where's he? Is he crook or... Oh, no, he's, he's just uh, pro-engagement with yeah. um, oh, okay. mum and all that, so... Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, but it, he'll, he'll be spewing about this, but yeah. make sure he's on the next oh, one. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's, uh, he's been frozen a few things. He's a stats man, so... Oh, OK. He probably would have yeah. told you... Every set you've ever had. Well, mate, you're very good with that one hit out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and look at that. Yeah, I am too. No, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, it's in there, mate. I'm saying. I reckon something happened. I must have got knocked out or something. I, <laughs> I couldn't have played the whole game and had a hit out. I, yeah. I can't really believe yeah. it. All right, guys. Thanks again. Uh, yeah. We'll be back. I don't know. Probably just before the AFL season starts. Um, whenever mm. season two is, I think it's June the 11th. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have a comprehensive wrap of what's going on. Who the Eagles are playing. Uh, what's going on all the rules who knows what's going to go on and um, hopefully you all tuning catch us later thanks mate see you